everything. Everywhere. All. And. Once. Everything. Everywhere. Hello, and welcome back to the Everything Everywhere All at Once podcast, the show that's dedicated to exploring and celebrating this fantastic film. I'm your host, Seth Guerin. Once again, before we get started, I will tell you that spoilers abound in this episode. Although, as I've said before, I don't think any amount of talking can truly spoil your experience of this movie. But, hey, you've been warned. In our last episode, I tried to outline the basic plot of the movie as a kind of companion piece to watching the film for maybe the first or second time. In this episode, I want to trace some of the major story contours of one of the main characters, Wayman Wong. Of course, Evelyn Wong is the protagonist, but Wayman is really the key that unlocks many of the most important doors in the movie. This episode, and probably every episode going forward, is going to assume you've seen the film and have at least a basic understanding of what's going on. We meet Wayman in the first scene, almost immediately after we are introduced to Evelyn in the apartment. Technically, we see the whole family in the mirror in the very opening shot, but we don't yet know who any of those people are. Wayman is trying to talk to Evelyn about something and hand her some papers, which we will learn shortly are divorce papers. However, Evelyn is too distracted with everything else going on that day. The tax appointment, getting ready for the New Year's party, feeding Gong Gong, Joy and Becky, and the customers in the laundromat to pay any attention to him. Evelyn is shuttling between the apartment and the laundromat in a frenzy. Then a customer comes in and Evelyn goes to the service window to help her. This is when we meet the character IMDB refers to as Debbie the Dog Mom, and whom Evelyn calls Big Nose, who is played by the wonderful Jenny Slate. I will continue to refer to her as Big Nose both now and in the future, but I want to be clear that I think Jenny Slate, who is a great actor and a very funny comedian, has a perfectly fine nose. Anyways, Evelyn is looking for Big Nose's laundry, and she asks Waymond if he moved it. He tells her that he moved it upstairs because he felt like it, the laundry, would be happier there. Evelyn trudges back upstairs, finds the laundry, and also finds that Waymond has attached googly eyes, or what she calls Google eyes, to the bag. Joy has followed her upstairs to try and have the conversation about Becky coming to the party. Evelyn grabs the bag of laundry, pulls off the eyes, shouting, No more Google eyes! and stands talking to Joy in front of a TV monitor that shows all the security cameras in the laundromat. While they're talking, the camera starts to push in on the security camera array. It blinks. We see a quick flash of what we will later recognize as a universe map and the words calculating route. Then we see words flash on one of the security camera screens, establishing connection, and then connection established. Next, we see Wayman, who's still down in the laundromat, suddenly bust out some crazy parkour moves and zip from the customer he's talking to, Rick, traverse a series of security camera screens over to the service window and back in a matter of seconds. Of course, neither Evelyn nor Joy sees this, and apparently neither does Rick. On the monitor, we see Wayman make it back over to Rick and they start goofing around as if nothing has happened. The camera slowly zooms back out to Evelyn and Joy, and Evelyn is complaining about Wayman, saying, Sometimes I wonder how he would have survived without me. So a couple of really key things have just happened here. Without knowing what's going on at all yet, in terms of the movie's chronology, we get our first glimpse of the Alphaverse as it establishes a connection with the Baseverse. We also get our first glimpse of Alpha Wayman, the parkour-jumping master pulling crazy acrobatic moves with ease. And we link Wayman with the Google Eyes, a symbol which we will examine in depth in a later episode. 
And we've already seen Wayman's kindness, his sweetness towards Becky, his trying to connect with Evelyn. He brings Gong Gong his breakfast noodles, his goofing around with Rick. We establish in this scene what kind of a person Wayman is. The next big step in Wayman's story happens in the IRS building when they are in the elevator on their way to the meeting. I've already talked about this moment, but it's when Evelyn meets Alpha Wayman for the first time, and he gives her the instructions she needs to make her first jump. It's also here we get a little bit of the backstory between Evelyn and Wayman. When Evelyn first gets her headsets, after the Alphaverse completes her scan, she sees her entire life up to that point flash before her eyes, and as part of that, we see her in grade school sitting behind a boy who turns around to compliment a drawing she's made. On a phone screen showing the universe map, we see the words, first love flash, then cut to the pivotal moment when a young Wayman asks a young Evelyn to come with him, telling her, we can make our own way, okay? This moment is really key, since many of the verses Evelyn comes to inhabit appear to be determined by this one particular decision, the choice to be with Wayman and go to America, or not. The movie is setting up just how important Wayman is to Evelyn and ultimately to the dramatic and philosophical cores of the film, his kindness, being Evelyn's first love, taking her to America, and Alpha Wayman guiding her through the multiverse. Wayman's story continues when Evelyn makes her first jump and lands in the janitor's closet. Here, Alpha Wayman starts to explain to Evelyn what's going on. I'm not your husband, and he's not the one you know. I'm another version of him from another life path, another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. No time to help you. There's a great evil that has taken root in my world, and has begun spreading its chaos throughout the many verses. I've spent years searching for the one who might be able to match this great evil with an even greater good and bring back balance. All those years of searching have brought me here, to this universe, to you. Okay, so we know that that Wayman gets killed. They snap back into the meeting at Deidre's desk. Base Wayman negotiates for more time to file the taxes, and they head to the elevators to leave. Here, Evelyn confuses Base Wayman for Alpha Wayman. She thinks she's following Alpha Wayman's lead when, really, she's with Base Wayman, who has no idea what's happening, and she punches Deidre in the face. A little bit of a diversion here. In the first episode, I mentioned that right in here somewhere is where I thought the base verse split from the IRS verse, but I wasn't quite sure of the exact moment. This time around, I realized that the moment is when Evelyn decides whether or not to punch Deidre. The universe where Evelyn punches Deidre becomes the IRS verse, and the one where Evelyn chooses not to punch Deidre continues as the base verse. I think this is right because a little later on, Evelyn is trying to verse jump by telling Deidre, I love you. Her first attempt fails, and we see a verse map tracing the jump to what the Alphaverse tech calls a local divergent universe. And the decision point is noted as Punch Auditor. When we see this local divergent universe, we see it's Evelyn and Wayman back in the delivery van discussing divorce, which would put them back in the base verse. So I believe Punch Auditor is the moment of divergence. Anywho, Evelyn punches Deidre in the face. This causes security to be called. They show up and we get the fanny pack fight. This is, of course, one of the showcase moments of the movie that will probably go down in history as one of the greatest fight scenes of all time, although I, I will openly admit here that I'm no expert in Hong Kong or Kung Fu cinema, so I can't speak with any authority about this or any of the other fight scenes in the movie, and besides, that conversation also deserves its own full episode. What I will say here, since we're focused on Wayman's story, is that this scene truly establishes Alpha Wayman as a complete and total badass. It's just a kinetic, hilarious joy to watch Ki Kwan combine martial arts, gymnastics, breakdancing, and fanny pack manipulation into this balletic display of on-screen combat. 
From this moment on, this version of Evelyn, Wayman, and Gong Gong are firmly ensconced in the IRS-verse, and they basically spend the rest of the movie there in the IRS building. After the fanny pack fight, we get the scene with Wayman and Evelyn hiding underneath a desk where we get our first glimpse of the Alphaverse. This is where we first hear the phrase, verse jumping. It should be noted that at this moment, as Alpha Wayman is telling the story, we see the laundry delivery van in the Alphaverse drive the same route we saw earlier when the family was going to the tax meeting in the base verse. In that version, the van is speeding its way to the IRS building, and they pass someone on the curb twirling a pizza sign in a clear foreshadowing of the pizza sign verse. In the Alphaverse, we see the van drive the same route, but in the post-apocalyptic wasteland of the Alphaverse, we see a person passed out on the side of the road with a sign that says, Hail Bagel. We learn that Alpha Wayman and the Alpha Engineers are in the Alpha delivery van. This is also where Wayman explains the nature of the evil spreading throughout the multiverse. She's an omniversal being with unimaginable power, an agent of pure chaos with no real motives or desires. We're entering a section of the movie where Wayman alternates between being Alpha Wayman and IRS Wayman, who is basically the same guy as Base Wayman, which is confounding for Evelyn, but hilarious for the rest of us. Alpha Wayman hangs out with Evelyn through the insane confrontation with Berserker IRS Deidre, who shows up here to stalk the Wongs through a floor of the IRS building, shoving desks and cubicle dividers around in an attempt to crush them both. Alpha Wayman connects with the Alphaverse and is ready to jump into a Gymnastverse, but he has to give himself four paper cuts in order to jump. This is definitely one of the most uncomfortable scenes in the whole movie, watching Wayman try to give himself four meaningful paper cuts. However, just as Wayman makes the fourth cut and is about to jump, he's grabbed by Deidre. Deidre tries to drop Alpha Wayman in a backbreaker, but Wayman blocks the move. This stops Deidre for a moment, but then she does this flying kick thing that I feel like is also an actual pro wrestling move, but I can't figure out if it has a name or not. One of you probably knows the answer. And Alpha Wayman gets blown out of a door and into a hallway. He calls Evelyn on the phone and talks her through her first official verse jump, but the jump fails. This is where she lands in the local adjacent universe, a.k.a. the base verse that I was just talking about. Alpha Wayman tells Evelyn that he has to move on to try and find the Evelyn that can save the multiverse. Then he leaves, and IRS Wayman is left to deal with the fallout. Ah, what's happening in my head? So now, IRS Wayman and Evelyn move into the hallway. This is about 45 minutes into the movie, where IRS Deidre does her crazy flying leap down the stairwell, and Evelyn says, I love you, this time successfully jumping. This particular jump first shows us the moment, once again, where Wayman asks Evelyn to leave with him and go to America, but here we see what happens when Evelyn says no, and we find ourselves in the Kung Fu-verse, which leads to a glimpse of the movie star-verse. But we land back in the IRS-verse in the stairwell. Evelyn defeats Deidre, at least for now, and she tells Wayman that she got a glimpse of the version of her life where they did not get married, and she says, I should have listened to my father and not gone with you all those years ago, which of course crushes Wayman. But then Alpha Wayman is back, urging IRS Evelyn to keep moving now that they are attracting the attention of Jobu Tupaki. Wayman and Evelyn duck into a conference room where there are leftovers from a meeting that was taking place earlier. The camera pans up on a conference table that was abandoned mid-meeting, and in a lovely bit of resonance and foreshadowing, we see an everything bagel on a plate. It's here in the conference room that Alpha Wayman tells Evelyn about the creation of Jobu Tupaki. Then they step out of the conference room, and Evelyn is suddenly back in the movie Starverse, where she catches a glimpse of movie Starverse Wayman. As I mentioned in the previous episode, it's this Wayman, the Wayman who Evelyn rejected, who ultimately holds the key to unlocking Evelyn's heart. 
It should be noted that the movie Starburst seems very clearly modeled as an homage to the films of Wong Kar Wai, particularly In the Mood for Love. As we spend time in this verse, Wayman and Evelyn find themselves in an alley in what seems like a direct callback to that other movie. But as Evelyn and Wayman chat in the lobby of the theater, Evelyn quickly finds herself pulled back into the IRS verse, back into the hallway with Alpha Wayman, who immediately gets tased and falls unconscious, and they are about to come face to face with Jobu Tupaki. So this is the moment where we first fully meet Jobu Tupaki, and a lot happens when Jobu steps out of the freight elevator. But as far as Wayman is concerned, he's basically unconscious the whole time until Alpha Gonggong shows up and reawakens him by shoving his stinky shoe in Wayman's face. At this point, Wayman, who is still Alpha Wayman, jolts back to consciousness. Then Alpha Wayman, Alpha Gonggong, and Evelyn duck into the regional manager's office to get away from Jobu. Here in the office, Alpha Wayman is talking to Evelyn about how she's basically the worst version of herself in the entire multiverse, and thus capable of anything, when Joy knocks at the door. Alpha Gonggong says not to answer the door, saying it's one of her tricks. Alpha Wayman responds, saying, our readings indicate it's not Jobu Tupaki. Alpha Gonggong replies, if she's not here... We get a flash to the Alphaverse, where we see that Jobu has found Alpha Wayman and the technicians in the delivery van. In the IRS-verse, Alpha Wayman and Alpha Gonggong both jump, maybe back to the Alphaverse, or at least somewhere that's not the IRS-verse. It's not entirely clear, at least to me, leaving IRS Wayman in the office. He realizes that Joy is knocking on the door and goes to let her in. Here we enter into a pretty long stretch of time where Wayman is just clueless, hilarious IRS Wayman, which lasts until the big showdown in the atrium of the IRS building at an hour 23 or so. For a moment, Alpha Wayman comforts Evelyn, but then we see that in the Alphaverse, Alpha Wayman is being murdered by Jobo Tupaki. So as Alpha Wayman dies in the Alphaverse, so he dies in the IRSverse, and IRS Wayman wakes up in his place. Then Jobu shows up in the atrium, Evelyn pukes, and it looks like she maybe dies, but I think she just passes out because she comes to in a little while. And we move into the end, which turns out to be the end credits of the movie premiere in the movie Starverse. Here, movie star Evelyn jumps up and says to Wayman, where is our daughter? And runs out of the theater. Movie Starverse Wayman says, daughter? And goes after Evelyn. Ultimately, they wind up in that alley that I mentioned a bit earlier. And here is where Evelyn really starts to fracture. We start jumping verses at a faster and faster clip, and we begin the everywhere chapter of the movie. Now we start to rapidly cut between verses as they play out in parallel, and for the purposes of focusing on Wayman's story, we'll focus on the base verse where the family is at the laundromat and the New Year's party is starting, the IRS verse where forces are gathering in the atrium, and the movie star verse where Evelyn and Wayman continue their conversation in the alley. In the base verse, Evelyn signs the divorce papers, and Deidre storms in with the police to repossess the laundromat, which prompts Evelyn to start smashing the laundromat with a baseball bat. In the movie Starburst, Evelyn tells Wayman what their life would have been like if they had gotten together, basically describing their life in the base verse. In the IRS verse, Evelyn, who has come too, stabs Wayman with a piece of glass. All of this seems to be both prompting and a result of Evelyn's mind, her clay pot, completely shattering as she accesses all the multiverses. You get the picture. But out of all this, Wayman emerges with compassion. In the base verse, he talks Deidre into giving them more time by telling her about the divorce. And we see that Deidre has some compassion as well. Then he sings a little song as he starts to sweep up the broken glass from the window that Evelyn smashed. And if you look closely, you'll notice that there's a little smiley face on the dustpan that he carries. At the same time, in the movie Starburst, 
Wayman delivers his key monologue, and simultaneously, IRS Wayman delivers his key monologue in the atrium. Movie Star vs. Wayman talks about how he chooses to fight the cruelty and futility of the world with optimism. As he says, seeing the good in things isn't being naive, it's strategic and necessary. It's how he's learned to survive through everything. It's his way of fighting. While IRS Wayman begs all the jumpers who are after IRS Evelyn to please stop fighting. Fear, confusion, cruelty, guilt, and here's how Wayman responds to all of it. Please. Please. Can we, can we just stop fighting? I know you're all fighting because you're scared and confused. I'm confused too. All day. I don't know what the heck is going on. But somehow, this feels like it's all my fault. I don't know. The only thing I do know is that we have to be kind. This is the real climax of Wayman's story. IRS Evelyn takes IRS Wayman's hand and she sees all the moments in their life when he was kind or loving or silly. And in the movie Starverse, Wayman says, So even though you have broken my heart yet again, I wanted to say, in another life, I would have really liked just doing laundry and taxes with you. He walks away from movie star Evelyn and we see IRS Evelyn watching him go with tears in her eyes. And then Base vs. Evelyn's heart opens up, and she walks over to hug Wayman and show her love for him, really for the first time in the movie. In her final showdown with Deidre, Evelyn exclaims, There is always something to love, the lesson she is clearly learning in that moment from Wayman. We move into the showdown with Jobu and the bagel in the atrium of the IRS building, which is the climax of the movie, a little bit after the climax of Wayman's story. Wayman convinces Evelyn to fight with kindness, as she says to him, I'm learning to fight like you. And during the big final battle, as things are breaking down across the multiverse, in the base verse, Evelyn is confronting Gong Gong, telling him that, just like her, Joy is... Stubborn. Aimless. A mess. Just like a mother. But now I see. It's okay that she's a mess. Because just like me... And then she continues in Mandarin saying... The universe gave her someone kind, patient, and forgiving to make up for all she lacks, as she looks lovingly at Waymond. And in the IRS-verse, Evelyn and Jobu have their final fight. It's an amazing and layered moment between Evelyn and Jobu, but ultimately Waymond helps Evelyn and Gong Gong pull Joy from the center of the bagel. In our final moments with Waymond, in the brief all-at-once section of the movie, we see him with the family as they return to the IRS building for their final meeting with Deidre where before he looked with envy at the other older couple. This time, Evelyn pulls him in for a long, loving kiss. So that's Wayman, the one who offers patience and compassion, the one who sees optimism as strategic and necessary, the husband who helps his wife unlock the door of her own love. When Dan Kwan asks the question, what would Wayman do? It's more than glib self-reference. It's a meaningful philosophical and moral stance to take in a world where all we get 
are a few fleeting moments that make any sense. I hope you found this episode helpful. Please subscribe to the show as I'll be continuing to post more episodes that explore different threads in the tapestry of this movie. Also, please share the podcast with other fans or with people who are maybe going to see the movie for the first time if you think it might help them. Until next time, be like Waymond, be kind.